0: Hey, everybody. Uh, Welcome to...
1: Leave the hell Alone.
0: Yes, my thoughts exactly.
1: Hmm. This is a new podcast about supposed true-life tales of the paranormal either passed down within our families or picked up along our travels.
0: If you guys are easily spooked, you've come to the right place. If you're not, well, saddle up and crack yourself open a tall one because we're going to try our damnedest to make your car ride or whatever the hell you're doing, just a little bit more bearable.
1: Crack open a cold one with the boys. Yes. Yes. So on that note, my name is Ashley.
0: Yes. And I'm Tom. So.
1: This is. This is, is, is us. Yeah. That's it. This is why we do this thing. and You're listening right now.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah. Let's I, just. uh, uh yeah. Let's just jump into it right now. We're, we're, we're a new podcast. We're going to be talking about some some creepy things. Some, you know. Yeah. It could be some paranormal stuff, could be some real things. Some
1: stranger thing strangey things.
0: Ooh, I don't think we can say stranger. Oh, I don't think we can say that.
1: Strangey thing strange things.
0: Strangest tings.
1: Strangest things. Hmm. Alright. Well, hmm. for for this particular episode, uh, since we're just jumping right in, I was inspired by a family story sorta, of, sort of passed down, you know. By my uh grandmother who is female and uh, oh she's the female and much more attractive qvc jewel hoarding equivalent of bernie sanders
0: uh so you're saying bernie sanders is not attractive
1: uh blah, 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 blah. Yep. i don't know okay I mean, uh, that's hot take right there, there boys hot take take. There and, you know let's see what happens you know he's still around so My grandmother, nicknamed Kathy or Katie, depending on which side of the family you ask, was born and raised in Williamsburg and Bushwick, Brooklyn. Her mother, Kitsie, moved there from coal country with the dream of finding more stable work and likely more stable husbands.
0: So she was born and raised in Williamsburg and Bushwick? So she was born in two different
1: you know areas kind of, yeah how like,
0: long is your grandma
1: I, she, long well like it what do you mean long like
0: how could she be born in long. two different places
1: she is long she's about five six
0: Jesus Christ yes long, she's the inspiration for human centipede I guess
1: long Coke coal, coal mining height that's she's what got, she is
0: she got that coal body
1: she got that coal body, Oof. yes, um, even though she never touched a lump of coal in her life. True well, story.
0: Well, um, she, she never grilled anything?
1: No, I mean, not on the grill, no. Do you no. grill with coal? Yeah, you, yeah, charcoal. you could. Is charcoal. Coal? Uh, charcoal, I guess, is a thing. I mean, you know, clean charcoal is like
0: processed.
1: Clean coal, right? Where we, were, we, we live in Pennsylvania. Well, There's you coal live here. with her
0: a little bit, and when you were bad yeah. for Christmas, did she give you coal?
1: No. Um, when I was bad, I wasn't bad. I got sent to the basement once or twice. True story. But that's, a uh, you know, with the Chinese man in the basement. So uh, she used to threaten us with, there's a Chinese man in the basement and he's going to kill you. I don't know why I just gave her an Irish accent because she's not Irish. But
0: Your grandmother had a Chinese man in no, her basement? No, that's
1: just a thing that she used to threaten us with. You know, some people have wooden spoons and belts, but we <laughs> she, had a Chinese man. So. She's going
0: to threaten you with China.
1: You know, I, I love Chinese people. The Chinese people are fantastic. I got a lot of Chinese friends out there, but uh, she used to threaten Name us. Name
0: 30. With. Exactly. Oh, okay. So. so you're uh, a liar.
1: Yeah. So anyways, back to our story. There are a lot of legends that my great grandmother, my grandmother's mother, Kitsie, that was her name. I think her name might have been Mary, but uh, we, you know, everybody knew her as Kitsie. I just found out her real name like a couple, like a year ago. Anyways, uh, Kitsie brought with her some legends from good old Schuylkill County, Pennsylvania.
0: Schuylkill.
1: Schuylkill. A community that was at the time made up of largely slavic immigrants um, at that time mostly from the ukraine who settled in hundreds of miners row homes built around coal mines that's that side of my family is from galicia um, Hmm. which at the time i think when they came over was part of the ukraine it's been part of a a couple different countries
0: now what is a row home is that a home with ores
1: in it yeah, good, good question. Yeah, I mean, you would think uh, with a name like row home, there would be some sort of a boat, a canoe a of some boat? kind, a house Did boat, she live a on river. a river? No, this is in central PA, kinda. So there's not. They're just in a row. Uh,
0: there's lakes in Pennsylvania.
1: Yeah, but this is like not. This is not lakefront real estate. Okay, this is row homes.
0: Are they homes that are in a row? Yes, I would so, say that. So why don't that. they call them line homes?
1: I don't know. Maybe in Ohio they call them line homes. If you're in Ohio, let us know. You know? So, uh, um, yeah. So there's one story that literally my entire family has always laughed at. Kind of made fun of my grandmother when she tell it. And, um, you know, I I always love this story because it's it's hilarious to me. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I love talking with my grandmother about family stories, histories and legends and the whole scary shit shebang, whatever. But... Um, yeah, the one. this one is like a little two-minute ditty that uh, we never could quite make sense of. And she would like be like, I swear to God, it's the truth. Mm. And we'd all be like, oh, girl, stop, you crazy, Grandma, you're crazy. But uh, yeah, so this one family story is uh, Black Nellie on the Mountain, who was supposedly a witch that lived near my great-great-grandparents in either Frackville or Maysville, Shenandoah, McAdoo, I always forget. Can never get the name of that town straight, but they're all in the same kind of area, you know. I got those names: Frackville. Hey, hey. What?
0: Take a breather.
1: I'm sorry. I'm, I'm you really... are
0: sprinting oh, through yeah. this. Oh yeah, I'm we sprinting. Got, what we got to fill this like an hour? You have no idea how we much can't espresso. tell them an hour. How much a conversation? All right,
1: I hours. will slow down. I will, but they... I like to talk fast. You got to keep up, bitches, because I'm, I'm on a roll.
0: So I don't know if you listeners will. Kind of you I think you guys will kinda of figure this out now. I'm just here just to go, mmm. Yes. Quite. That's
1: some good that's some good coffee. Yes. Listen, you you there to stand there and look pretty. I, I I understand. You know, I think our readers, our readers, our listeners would appreciate it, but
0: <laughs> our but readers.
1: You're here you're here to look good, you know, you're here to make me look good, you know.
0: Quite. Yes. Correct. I will be the stoic um thing
1: okay yeah i mean you're here to ground me into you know skeptic you're the skeptic because i don't the believe skeptic.
0: in anyone named you're the nelly one. ever you're a science except for broad. the uh, r&b artist nelly
1: nelly yeah there's nothing problematic about nelly yet right i don't know i don't know i don't know if he did anything i yet. feel like
0: we can't name any celebrities anymore because who knows in five years nelly could have been serial convicted know. yeah you know what I don't even that's wanna. neither here nor there nor the future
1: true so uh yeah so back to my story the meat of the matter and this this is going to sound really problematic so i apologize ahead of time but um you know we're going to unpack this together black nelly yeah okay so contrary to popular belief based on the name she was not black And she was likely not a witch. So I'm just going to leave it there. It's just something that we used to say that people told me whatever. Black Nelly was the name, okay? So according to whoever you ask in my family, there may have been actually some witches or witch doctors on that side of the family. But that's some drama I don't feel like really getting into. You know, I don't feel like dealing with the text messages from my fantastic, adorable aunties in the morning you know they're great they're fantastic you know whatever but my grandmother was always quick to point out that black nelly lived near a mine or an abandoned mine shaft i assumed and this story has a point i promise i know you're already rolling your your eyes over there i mean you know the listeners can't see you do it but
0: i'm i haven't rolled a thing
1: all right well anyways uh So yeah, so supposedly the family used to see this little man that lived in the mine. My grandma always described him as some sort of devil or demon. And sometimes the story featured him wearing a suit. Sometimes he was covered in soot. Sometimes like when she tells the story, I don't know. But my grandma always referred to him as a little devil man. A creature of some sort, she would say. Now it's up for debate as to whether or not my grandmother has ever actually seen this little devil guy in person but it's well understood that this story came from her mother so i'm gonna assume there's an eyewitness somewhere perhaps they're passed on into the other into the further already but
0: so is he black nelly
1: no black nelly's a woman okay and she lived on the mountain black nelly on the mountain okay and um it was someone that my great-grandmother knew possibly uh, someone that they didn't get along, maybe a neighbor. There's more to that story, but we're not entirely sure. Um, but yeah. So, so
0: Black Nelly was just some lady.
1: Yeah, and I think she lived near my grandma Kitsi, my great grandma, and um, there is okay. like an abandoned mine shaft involved, and there was a little devil man that lived in the mine shaft.
0: Okay. Okay. I'm just trying to see how Black Nelly relates to this story.
1: It's kind of I don't know, but like there's supposedly you know, you'd see, I think you'd see the devil man by Black Nelly's house, and that's how the whole Black Nelly on the Mountain was a witch kind of story came about. Maybe she had a little devil man.
0: For some reason, Uh, when I think of little devil man, I think of the, the, the arm from Twin Peaks. Oh my god. (laughs) I don't know (laughs) why. Because he was in a red suit, and you know, but.
1: Yeah, actually, it's, it's funny, because my grandma sometimes would say that she would, that he, oh, I already said that, but that that the little devil man was wearing, like, a shoot, a, a shoot a shoot ladies and gentlemen a suit mm-hmm. um yeah so
0: a crimson soup
1: crimson,
0: crimson crimson soup
1: crimson chin the story was always short and always met met, met. always ended with everyone kind of just laughing and be like grammy crazy but like no kidding
0: but no like, kidding you crazy Grammy. No, no she's kidding. like <laughs>
1: <laughs> i mean maybe i don't know I'm like oh god i don't know but uh Yeah, I feel kind of like a total dick for reacting that way because um, with my lifelong passion for researching ghosts and the paranormal, not really, just a thing, this is a weird kid thing you do, a hobby turned actual project now, um, we stumbled upon an incredible documentary that had me rethinking my grandmother's disputed sanity. And um, we don't mean to hop on any bandwagon, but I felt compelled to completely scrap our original plans for the episode which was going to be about like i don't know parallel universes or something but i i swear we um we fucking we finished watching this documentary it's called hellier and i really wanted to share this fantastic family story of mine Uh, so yeah yeah
0: it's good because you were telling me about hellier and uh it it definitely will relate as you will find out soon and we don't want to spoil anything
1: yeah uh
0: it's a good documentary. It's on YouTube, um, for free. You can yeah. watch it. It's like it's, what
1: five episodes, I think. Uh,
0: five? It's it's actually been probably like two months since we finished it. I don't yeah. remember, but it, it, I don't know. Each episode's about I think an hour long each one. Yeah, I think forty-five to an hour or something like that, and then the last episode is a lot longer.
1: It took us like what like two weeks to knock it out, like.
0: yeah Yeah. no maybe a little bit longer because you know with work and stuff like that because we we work opposite schedules and it's hard to like yeah get time together to basically do the research and this wasn't even research this was just we like documentaries and stuff like that and it it was kind of a little synchronicity thing that happened yeah
1: so like um on to talk to hellier it's a documentary series from planet weird you mentioned it was on YouTube already. Mm-hmm. It uh, follows Greg and Dana Newkirk, as well as their fantastic buddies, to Hellier, Kentucky to investigate reports of goblins. Ooh. Ooh, blah, blah, blah. These goblin legends center around once prosperous coal mines and take the crew on an insane unsettling chase around heart of Appalachia upon a, back- blah, blah, a backdrop. I can't talk tonight. It's one breath. Can't talk on one breath, people, but... Um, it's upon a backdrop of what can only be described, or at least I would describe it, as some David Lynch esque high strangeness. I love that phrase, high strangeness. Well,
0: you think David Lynch? I don't know. I, I didn't get a David Lynch vibe. From
1: really? It. You didn't get a David Lynch vibe? I, it no. was very twi I mean, I could. The I David- felt the twin peaksiness of it, but that's also oh, that's Mark close. Frost, too. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, this incredible piece oh yeah this thing we we mentioned this before but this incredible piece of sci-fi journalism is available for free on multiple platforms and we watched on youtube and um like tom what what about this series got you hooked
0: um the lovable
1: cast the lovable cast yeah
0: they were all pretty great yeah they were pretty um, great. um first episode was a little slow and it was your typical like i i think you just like told me to watch them we were just eating like food or something yeah
1: no you watched on you watched the first episode on your own no we watched the work. first
0: episode no no i didn't oh, I, was, no. I don't watch it at work
1: no okay never mind Go i've on.
0: watched every episode with you um yeah. no but it was we watched the first episode it was kind of slow it was like the back drop to the entire scenario You're
1: like setting the scene kind of thing
0: so yeah it, the first episode was slow but you know it was it was good it, it got some things out of the way like plots everyone involved and like stuff that would actually reappear later because i think Deep down inside the whole thing was more about synchronicity as we were talking about like things lining up coincidences that yeah. weren't that, that were more than just coincidences. And yeah, um, as I said before I'm a skeptic on basically everything But uh, it's you know, I don't know. if I don't know if they're faking it I'm not gonna say they are it's a good watch anyway, but yeah, it was uh, it was good yeah, it, was it was
1: entertaining yeah. definitely was and um, we you know We found out after watching it that they are working on a season two. So, um, that's really exciting um spoilers yeah well i mean they're working on a season two that's <laughs> it but they're accepting donations uh to like support the project because they're doing it completely independently it's self-funded for them so in the show notes um i'll plo- i'll post a link to the website um and definitely consider supporting them but yeah so the the documentary really freaked me out um i initially heard about it via one of my favorite uh Paranormal Podcast, Mysterious Universe, really popular, long-running show. But uh, I actually paused the episode while driving in Scranton I was in Scranton for the day in Pennsylvania, and I called my grandmother, who now lives in Long Island, New York, and I told her about the uh, the premise of the documentary, and instantly she lost it. Like she's, you know, she's like eighty three, but she's like sharp as a tack. Like she really, no, she is. I mean. She's Maybe
0: sharp as attack for a new yorker. Oh my oh. god.
1: Stop. You can't even say that I can say what I want. Sorry. All right. Yeah, that's true. You could you know
0: trump's president. I can do oh, what I want Oh my
1: god You said you it's can't. okay. Yeah, I guess it is Yeah, it is okay. But uh, yeah, she lost it She was like, you know She wanted me to look into the family legend of the little man and the minds. So yeah, we it took two weeks to watch it We were hooked you know um and we are such a new show this is our first episode of this podcast but if we were more established i'd actually have i probably would have tried to contact the new kirks and planet weird um maybe someday but not now you know but we hope you guys check it out and consider you know supporting them on their next project so yeah we're gonna get into um the meat of the story and tie it all together for you guys Um, the Tommy Knockers. This is a a pretty interesting topic. Have you, uh Tom, have you ever heard about legends about spirits who knock or knock in the mines?
0: Um well I have, only because of recently, but before that, no. No. But I've heard of the Tommy Knockers. Yeah. I feel like it was a movie.
1: Is it like a movie? I think I'm not sure if they made a movie. It's a Stephen King novel, yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's it's described online actually. the the concept of the Tommyknocker is described as the American equivalent of a leprechaun. Uh, they are known to be small and mischievous, described as a little person about two feet tall with a big head, long arms, wrinkled face, and white whiskers. Sometimes whiskers, yeah, like a whiskers, whiskers. Kitty cat? whiskers, yeah, like a little kitty. So there's
0: some little kitties a little out there. Kitty a oh man! Oh. Or do you mean like a beard?
1: you know i don't know could have been somebody talking about whisk is like a beard i don't know guess like no. prospector type of thing i don't know but it typically wears a tiny version of standard miners garb and it's known to be disruptive committing mischief such as stealing clothing tools and undefend undefended Unde- it be undefended food. it would be yeah, yeah. unattended food of miners at work and um yeah, like any they, you know, they kind of pull pranks on miners. Like it's just a prank, bro, type of thing, hmm. but like a like a devilish version. But uh, other legends also include that if you hear their knock on cavern walls, it was time to get out because a shaft collapse was due.
0: So they're either considered mischievous or helpful.
1: Yeah, I, it's, it's pretty contradictory, I guess. Huh? Uh,
0: that see, that's like the whole thing with a lot of these, like legends and yeah. stuff there's like two spectrums so no matter true. what you're covered true no matter what you're covered yeah, but
1: like, i was gonna yeah.
0: say i'm assuming that this little man in the suit reminds you of the Tommyknockers.
1: knockers yeah that's basically like why i brought it up because
0: but where's his miner's garb yeah where's well- his whiskers
1: well, I mean, to my mother, maybe a miner's grab looked like a fancy suit, you know? Like oh. I don't know, maybe. Oh boy. Oh boy. I mean, maybe to my great grandmother the kitsy, who had never seen anything so fancy, but a miner's. She's like, grub. oh, they
0: got buttons. Oh, <laughs> Helen, come here. They got buttons. Oh
1: God. <laughs> R.I.P. Aunt Helen, but um, yeah. So the book "Spooky Pennsylvania: A Book of Regionable Regionable, A Book of Regional Folklore," compiled by S.E. Schlosser. Includes a number of legends centered around coal country, Pennsylvania. Which actually does stretch from the western end of the state. Uh, the Crosby lovers of Pittsburgh. I don't know. I don't know how to do a Pittsburgh accent. Through our OG Northeast and Skilko Valley Mines. Into the Lehigh Valley. Home of the fantastic AHL team, the Phantoms. I, I guess. I would assume. Anyways, at this point, season's <laughs> over, right?
0: You would assume that their team is the Phantoms?
1: Phantoms. No, they're fantastic. Yeah, sure. Yeah, they're fantastic phantoms. Yeah, so uh um, I mean
0: they're making the AHL playoffs. But that that's we're not talking about the greatest sport in the world. No, we're not. We're talking about the littlest man of the tunnels. The
1: little man, the knock and Tommy. Yeah. And I mean like the the point of what I'm about to talk about is Pennsylvania has rich goblin lore. I have to say.
0: I mean, you know, I haven't I have not lived here my whole life. But I basically lived here
1: my whole life adult life our whole adult life. Well, I
0: lived I moved here when I was four So I mean, I I consider myself a pennsylvanian, but Mm -hmm. um, I've never heard a Pennsylvanian boy Never heard of any of these things. Okay
1: Well, I mean if you really if like well, I was surprised Because when I when I started researching for this episode how like the goblin lore of pennsylvania is pretty Mm -hmm. pretty cray and um
0: Have you heard of goblins
1: before any of this stuff the green goblin?
0: well but he's from new york
1: yeah that's true hey the northeast yeah i guess i mean i hadn't i heard of the little man in the the cave my whole freaking life yeah that and every time we went to visit fam like i'm i'm from brooklyn and every time we came back to pennsylvania to visit family like out west in that area we like my grandmother would be like watch out for the little devil man and I'd be like "Eh." like my grandmother had such fucking scary stories she still freaking does she's still alive love you grandma but she always like tried to scare the shit out of us with like these dark tales and we're like three fucking years old afraid of a Chinese man in a basement and a freaking devil man in the woods like in the mines.
0: I still don't get the Chinese man in the basement.
1: Yeah, I, you know, one day maybe we'll go into it, you know. Mm. I, I don't know. I really don't know gonna why that's We're going to find you, story. China man. I bet you there's We're going
0: to d- rescue you. We got you, fam.
1: You know how they say, like, to every lie there's a little bit of truth? Like, could you imagine that there's, like, some some real truth to that story? Could be a whole family down there. Oh, Jesus. There's Jesus mines, right? Was this,
0: a, was this a minor row home?
1: No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. She's been saying that shit to us since we lived in New York. So I don't know. But uh, yeah, so anyways, one one particular story in spooky Pennsylvania, like I mentioned earlier, um, uh, caught my eye. It's the tale of the goblin from Easton, Pennsylvania. Mm. Yeah. So Easton is like in the Lehigh Valley. It's about, say, like, what, 30 minutes from here where we are, maybe.
0: Easton's about 45 minutes.
1: 45 minutes from here, 45 minutes north of Philadelphia, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say um it's a place it's a place you know it's a nice little place i mean you've already
0: you've already thrown out like 40 different towns and you haven't described where they are so yeah it's true what makes easton so special
1: well easton is the home of crayons thank you very much but also the home of the easton goblin okay
0: aka old smitty
1: old smitty i don't know if that was his name maybe his name. but yes. Yeah, so anyways this particular tale centers around an old mission house founded in the early days of colonial america with a purpose to convert the heathens of the new world proud heathen here thank you very much that has always been surrounded by some mystery and strange activity schlosser writes that an evil monk turned goblin Haunted the ruins of the mission. Sounds like
0: something straight out of Dark Souls.
1: Straight out of Necrogoblikon, am I right? No. Okay, shout out.
0: (laughs) Because none of them were monks. There's only one goblin.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, my God. Necrogoblikon is a a band. Look it up. I'm not really a fan. You're the fan.
0: They got some good songs.
1: Yeah. All right, all right anyways uh this m- monk turned goblin haunted the ruins of the mission wearing tattered robes sounding the chimes of the angelus in order to lure people into the mission house so he could quote unquote destroy them destroy, the destroy them so um i'm going to quickly read am i no i'm not going to read anything from it but uh i do think it's what, In, why not?
0: You just said oh, yeah, I'm gonna read it.
1: No, we returned the book already.
0: Oh my god! I haven't even thought this out. I haven't so, thought this through. But there listen, are, folks, you can tell we this podcast, this whole season one is gonna be a fucking, fucking bumpy ride.
1: Fantastic, perfect piece of art.
0: Even if you don't like what we're talking about, you can make fun of us. We're doing we're this trying. just because we love to.
1: We are asking for it. I'm not essentially. Please be nice to me at least. Okay, yeah, be nice, be nice to Tom. He's a sweet, sweet boy. But anyways, um, yeah, so I do actually remember a lot about this story. And one of the things associated with this legend is um, a lot of people have gone missing or turned up dead around the mission house. And supposedly people who have claimed to have seen this goblin monk, um, whenever right before they would see him, they'd hear a knock coming from the mission house. And that was kind of like the big thing. You'd hear a knock, and then sometimes maybe you'd hear bells, but the knock was the big thing before you would get like killed by this goblin monk. And I really think it's interesting that there was a knock associated with this goblin story, you know, considering we're talking about goblins, Tommy knockers, they knock, you know? Like, what do you think about that? Yeah. 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 All right. Well, so so (laughs) do all goblins knock? I mean, that's the thing, you know? I mean, did the
0: Green Goblin knock when he when when he took out Spider-Man? He God, was like, did he take him out? He's like, hey, Peter Parker.
1: Yeah, maybe he did. I don't, I know. don't know. I have to know. rewatch I, the old Spider-Man. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, we're dealing with some type of we or fairy folk or something that you know might be dwelling well, in the naturally occurring mines of Appalachia. I don't know.
0: What is a goblin exactly?
1: Like, uh, I mean, there's so many different. Different version. My
0: interpretation is literally the, like, goblins from Dungeons & Dragons. like the oh, pointy- Like
1: Those are my jam, right? Is,
0: is that... Are, are they under the... Are they just... Under, are they Americans?
1: Are we thinking of, like, a Dobby goblin from Harry Potter? Or are we talking I, about, like, an American goblin? Like,
0: American goblin?
1: Yeah, Ameri- the American goblin. I don't know. I mean, like...
0: Who knows? One day, goblins, even you could become president.
1: Yeah, that's true. Please, somebody. Somebody become president. Um, I mean, like, one of the things that I'm, that I really think of is if there are goblins in, like, in, like, America's coal mining, you know, veins and, and mine shafts and whatnot, like, could they be aggravated by the greedy desecration of what could be a sacred resource and byproduct of Mother Earth? Can you guess where I'm going with this?
0: All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm thinking of that one commercial with a teardrop because there's litter. Shit. Y-
1: you might be right. I'm talking about the Native Americans. Oh,
0: bam bam bam. Damn. It's supposed to be an air horn. Terrible. That I will was- edit that oh, out. Oh, is that what that was? I will <laughs> edit that out. Maybe yeah. we
1: need to get an air horn, but um, bam bam bam. Our
0: neighbor will be like, oh, oh,
1: oh. "Oh shit." Yeah, well, all right. So Pearl Harbor. <laughs> yeah. So uh, like if you if you are keeping up with what we are saying, um, I'm going to start like... So I'm, basically, yeah.
0: goblins is a derogatory term for Native Americans. No, 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 no. Is that what you're saying? Oh, God, no. Oh. No,
1: put that in the parking lot. That is not what I'm saying. Oh, God. Oh, my God, no. No, I'm talking about...
0: My views are completely separate than Yeah, yours. I think
1: so. <laughs> yeah. Um, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so yeah, what I'm trying... What I- When I started like reading about like some goblin lore and whatnot... Um, I started thinking, like, there's a lot of Native American indigenous history in Pennsylvania. You know, there was a lot of different tribes that lived in Pennsylvania. And I was trying to think, I'm like, okay, there's a ton of Native American legends and cryptids, which we're actually, in a, in a later episode, we plan on getting into a little bit of that. But I'm, I was wondering, are there some type of goblin legend? Are there legends associated with Native American tribes, you know? And so I kind of went to my local library, hashtag libraries, hashtag uh, support <laughs> the local libraries.
0: Hashtag libraries matter.
1: Yeah, hashtag like go to the library, you know, read a book, but um, read some books. But uh, yeah, I went there and I was like just digging through and I was like I actually found some cool shit, some dope shit. Um, and uh, in particular – I found a lot of information on the Susquehannock tribes, and those tribes were a group of uh, slash-and-burn farming peoples of the Middle Woodlands in 16th to 18th century Pennsylvania.
0: What are slash-and-burn farming?
1: I think they used to, it's like you would farm, and then you would slash and like burn the farmland when you left, and then you'd move on to a different site. That seems
0: counterintuitive.
1: Something like that. You know, if I'm wrong, please tell me because I didn't take as detailed notes. But, hmm. I, but I found it. I found it. Well, uh, let's
0: just say no wonder they're not around anymore.
1: Oh, my God. Don't say that. How, how are
0: you going to plant crops? I'm bored. Let's just put it all on well, fire and know, go across the river. You
1: know, maybe you run out of farming luck or something. I don't know how farming works. You know, you, you don't just go to Target and get like you know your little vegetables. well I know
0: that but you don't set everything on fire if you're bored yeah I don't know I'm just saying I
1: don't think they were bo- I don't know listen they, they when they're ready to go listen, they're ready to go
0: please correct me please let me tell ta- tell me I'm wrong because that makes no sense to me
1: change my mind okay so anyways the Susquehannock or Conestoga tribe. Spoke an Iroquoian language related to the Iroquois people of the Mid Atlantic. Mm, um, metal Gear Solid. Yeah, they, they Iroquois were. Iroquois Pliskin. Yeah, oh, there you go.
0: Yep, remember that, guys? Um,
1: unfortunately, their original name, the Susquehannock's original name, is actually lost to history. So we only have knowledge of what the Algonquians called them, Susquehannock. That's the Algonquian tribes in the Middle Atlantic, the Mid Atlantic as well. So, um, Yeah, and of course, the uh, pale-faced invaders called them the Conestoga. So we are going to call them Susquehannock because today the word Susquehanna is everywhere in Pennsylvania, right? Like, am I right?
0: You are not wrong.
1: Right. Okay. All right. So the Susquehannock lived along the Susquehanna River, which runs from southern upstate New York and divides Pennsylvania into two parts and runs into Maryland. At 464 miles, it is the longest river on the East Coast and runs into the Atlantic Ocean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the Susquehannock at one time had settlements along the west bank of the Potomac River, and it was there that they encountered John Smith. Yes. Yeah, you're looking at me like, what?
0: Like from Pocahontas?
1: Yes, that John Smith, oh and it's Pocahontas. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, my God, yeah.
0: He's like, hey, Pocahontas
1: oh my god how you doing pokey oh <laughs> well she, she's from like britain so he's, like, he's in
0: new england boston
1: he's, no i mean he's, he's from virginia oh but also like he's from england so he'd be like hello pocahontas you're beautiful and that is not what actually happened historically that is and from, she was
0: all like Ey. as from a
1: hypersexualized depiction of a 13 year old indigenous woman and we are going to leave that there
0: she so was saying disney did something not we historically accurate
1: say the d word oh my god <laughs> can't even say that anyways listen so john smith went as far as to draw the susquehannock the greatest of them
0: draw me like one of your susquehannock girls oh. john
1: and in, he included detailed descriptions of them in his account of the new world Um, Unfortunately, after extended periods of war and disease, the Susquehannock were forced to flee north into Ohio in the early 1700s, where they merged with other tribes known as Mingos. Although they were considered extinct by 1750, they are ethnically related to the Tuscarora and Iroquois people, which still exist today. Which brings us to the next leg of this academic adventure, the Native American goblins. That was actually a much better air horn than before. Thank you.
0: I've been practicing.
1: Yeah, so uh, the University of Montana's ScholarWorks Library has a fantastic database of papers, and it includes a 67-page document entitled exploring native american folklore little people and giants written by frederick e harris in 2006 and uh,
0: that's a that's a terribly not politically correct title Little
1: people i mean i don't know like little, little people?
0: people and quote-unquote giants aka
1: normies oh my god don't even say that normie <laughs> what the hell is a normie anyway not know. me but um yeah out of respect for harris's wishes not to republish or reproduce his work we're just going to be we're just going to simply react to a few key points um, I'm going to provide a link to the public online posting of the paper in the show notes so you can take a look at it for yourself. It's it's 67 pages, but it's not a bad if read. If you
0: want, I can yell out the hyperlink right now. No. It'll literally take me half a second.
1: No, don't even. Okay. Okay, fine, do it. No. Okay, fine. All right. No.
0: You half told me no. Half a
1: second. I thought it was going to be like... No! <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fucking... I like Did you guys get that? You guys second. got that? God... Hope you can like just click on that and it'll take you all right
0: it'll take you right to that link
1: all right thank you Tom you're always coming through um, yeah so uh, Harris's primary focus when it comes to little people is that of the plains Indians but he does sprinkle some more regionally relevant info in here and there so he also cites the discovery of Pedro man an 18 centimeter tall body of a man found in Wyoming who was maybe 60 years old when he died. Mm-hmm. He also relates little people to the 2003 discovery of Homo floresiensis, a small but about uh, three feet tall species of people, which was discovered, like I said, in 2003. Um, It was discovered with several bodies, actually, and stone tools, thought to have at one point existed at the same time as modern man, Homo sapiens. So it's pretty interesting. Do you remember in 2003 when that news came out? nope were you as nerdy as i was uh, well, i was we probably
0: were... i mean i was nerdy but not in that sense i was like 13? i was watching dragon ball z and living life fucking living life case closed remember
1: that guy oh remember my god shit? oh my god tsunami like oh. old tsunami, that was like, like late did...
0: night was that that was that considered adult swim at the time
1: i think it was like right around the time of adult swim but it was like a tsunami block or something i don't know i was 13 in 2003 for most of it, you were too. I wasn't even born yet. Stop it! Don't even. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So, um, according to Harris, a multitude of indigenous American tribes held tales of the little people, regarding them as go betweens and pranksters who, at times, could be blamed for causing natural weather events such as lightning, harsh winds, and earthquakes. They also may have been responsible for resources, resources, resources such as tobacco and animals. Viewed as both good and evil, they were widely regarded in folklore as mediators. So they were kind of like, if you you, see, you look at them as mediators, they're kind of neutral. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty interesting considering what you said earlier. They could either be helpful or dangerous.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it's just like, I think people were just losing their shit. And Maybe. they were just trying to blame it on anybody.
1: Maybe. I don't know. And they
0: didn't want to be like, well, I'm not going to blame it on Teddy over there because he could kill me because it's, you know. Yeah the 1800s
1: well it's it's interesting i'm not gonna
0: blame myself because i mean i'm an idiot so it had to be the goblins
1: maybe i mean if you think about like superstition and stuff back then like a lot of coal miners used mm-hmm. to leave offerings and mines of like literally of tobacco mm-hmm. and like sometimes like fruit or something but i i thought it was interesting <laughs> that they um that harris pointed out that they may have been responsible for resources like tobacco yeah in those times and coal miners in the 18th 19th century thought to leave offerings of tobacco which is kind of cool i I doubt they knew about the native american legends of little people you know they probably didn't even speak english back then oh yeah definitely but uh uh, to read i not saying that native americans would be speaking english i mean like (laughs) that they'd be reading historical accounts and whatnot they were more focused on making their way
0: yeah, apparently burning their crops
1: burning their no Jesus. no god no. okay anyways anyways if approached with respect these little people were able to share their stream of consciousness with shamans and other interested humans which i guess they must have like guarded some crazy otherworldly knowledge maybe i don't know but um harris makes a lot of connections to strange dreams here he specifically mentions Dreams of Extraterrestrials and Fairies, which I saw as an aha moment. And I don't want to, like, get into too many spoilers or anything, but the documentary Hellier alludes to some similar phenomena. Um, Speaking of Hellier, Harris's description of these little people does share even more similarities to the goblins described in the documentary, featuring large, bald heads, smaller, absent mouths, as well as large ears and at times no nose and large puffy eyes yeah pretty pretty crazy um to think like you know i and hellier i I don't even want to say it but i don't even think they touched on native american lore but maybe they will in season two i don't know i don't want to like i don't want to give too much away about the documentary but yeah so um, Harris also said that footprint, footprints may be the only evidence of little people of little of Native American legend, but they do not point out how many toes these little people have, which was pretty significant. In Hellier, um, which like you'll see it in the trailer, um, they feature photos of mysterious three-toed footprints. Mm. You remember that, mm-hmm. so I thought again, this this uh, you know Harris's paper. Was pretty interesting. That was like a key, a key point that he made. Um, some legends referenced by Harris placed them as living in caves.
0: Some legends say. Some,
1: le- some people say some legends. Yeah, so place them as living in caves, caves, mine shafts. You know, we're kind of, kind of. Pa- I'm trying. I'm reaching here, maybe a little bit. I'm trying to find some well, parallels. A
0: mine shaft would technically be a cave.
1: Yeah, I mean, don't mine shafts. Aren't they discovered as caves? Well they're orin? hollowed
0: out pieces of earth. Yeah. And that's basically what it, I mean, a cave could technically be in a mountain, but I guess a mineshaft could too. I mean it's all semantics at that point.
1: Yeah, you're right. But um yeah, so the little people of the Iroquois, in my opinion, are the closest we can get to the Susquehannock, perhaps. And Harris does touch on the Iroquois a little bit. Um the legends that they talk about the Iroquois people, um, the little people supposedly had large ears that could hear drums from far distances drums like to me again that's like a rhythmic sound that could could be construed as knocking in my in my mind i know i'm trying i'm reaching a little bit but that connection of sound just kind of like blows my mind i don't know or blew my mind at the time but um iroquois little people were also said to avoid the sun living nocturnal lives so they'd come out at night.
0: They were vampires.
1: <laughs> no, they weren't vampires. Well, you don't know that. I guess I don't. But that's like they lived in caves
0: like happen.
1: bats. Did Did I ever say they were bats? Did I ever say that?
0: What? What? I don't even know what you just said to me.
1: <coughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have to. T- you know, I have to ask my grandmother. Like, at some point, you know, when did my grandma kitsy, When did her mom see the guy? Was it at night?
0: Did they ever try? And come into your house, but you wouldn't let them inside, so they physically just couldn't. I don't know. They were I waiting for one. you to say, Hey, come on in.
1: Yeah, that's a vampire thing, right? Yes. We're really, like totally going on a vampire tangent. Uh <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Because that's
0: what we're talking about. Yeah, Plot tangent. twist.
1: Plot twist. No. I mean, like so anyways, back to Harris. Little people in general, um, he kinda poses this idea that they're thought to be the guardians of earth and water. Mm-hmm. Um which you know, earth, water, mind, fire. <laughs> this is like Captain Planet. Oh god,
0: Captain Planet Love. was knocking Tommy's if you know what I'm no, saying. Shit. <laughs> oh,
1: shit, Well, Harris notes a few signs that you might be close to one of these mysterious little guys. Um, it includes heightened anxiety, smoke, weird dreams, unusual lights, colors, smells, and sound. Sounds like a stroke, no? But really, it to me sounds a little you know, little Twin Peaks, see David Lynch, uh, especially with the smoke and the the weird dreams and stitch. But um, he also wrote that cave entrances themselves can be viewed as signs that you're close to little people. And um, oh, yeah, actually, in my notes, I have that uh, many tribes left offerings of tobacco to the little people, which is, like I said earlier, you know, like the, the 20th century, 19th century coal miners also left offerings of tobacco for tommy knockers and mine shafts um yes yeah, so oh this is a good one so like uh, harris says that some shamans actually viewed potholes as openings to the under uh, to the underworld i wasn't aware that the indigenous tribes of pennsylvania and america had potholes but uh you will probably relate super fucking hard to that if you live in pennsylvania um i think you can
0: relate to that anywhere everywhere yeah, i potholes. guess
1: I guess Pennsylvania potholes, man. Hey, ain't nothing like it. Hey, keep on scratching. Keep on scratching. Keep on scratching. Every time, every time you hit one of those things, I, f- I feel like we're getting shot at. It sounds like, like mm-hmm. it sounds terrible. Oh my God, it sounds like a knock. It sounds like a like, no. potholes. Oh, my name is Tom. Knocks. Your name is. <gasps> oh my God. Oh my God. All right. Well. Oh my God, man. Freeze all right so there are some major links between these little people and water and stone which to me alludes to tales of flooded mines and um if you're real if you're interested in learning more about what harris researched in his paper definitely give it a read um it's not that it's not that bad it's 60 something pages um i read through it pretty quickly but i am a huge i'm a big old little nerd here little nerd little nerd betty so hmm yeah, so we've got all right. So we got a lot of evidence of Tommy knockers in Western PA mines. Um, the knocking they are associated with is uh, supposedly, according to science, is actually naturally occurring and can be traced back to can be traced to the creaking of earth and timber, seen as preceding a cave in. So this actually occurs. Okay, mm-hmm. I, stay with me. If you're in a mine, you're you're mining. Okay, you
0: know? I'm a miner. Got my mining hat on. Going to work. Yeah. Or
1: are you like a like a little gnome from Snow White. No. Oh, <laughs> it's just like, the way you like danced a little bit. I was like, oh, whistle mm. while you work, bitch. Uh, okay, so you're a miner. All right, sorry. Uh, yeah. This hypothetical is failing big That's time. That's
0: my persona as a miner.
1: Let's role play a little bit.
0: All right. Hey. Sexy. Hi, I'm a miner.
1: You were doing it again. You like little like seven. Do- this the- is how I talk. The gnomes. All right. All right, so Got my
0: mining hat on and my pickaxe.
1: Tom is transforming into a 1930s cartoon character. I'm a Disney princess. Before my very eyes. But uh, yeah, so you're in a mine and you start to hear these creaks and stuff. Oh, and oh what is that? What is that? And like, oh, what is oh that? shit. And literally like, the mine would cave in and that's really just because the supports are like creaking a little bit and like they might knock and well,
0: yeah, of course everything cave. back in the 30s is made out of shit
1: yeah yep oh, there was no shit.
0: there was no osha back then to make sure that their yeah, right. caves and wooden supports and everything was up to a standard they were just like let's just get it done get in and get out if you die there's 30 more waiting to need money so
1: yeah you're like sending five-year-olds in there smoking cigars while they're like with a pickaxe and working alongside an (sighs) 85 year old man
0: make america great again yeah
1: i i don't know i mean i could talk about it because my great grandpappy died of the black lung true story but pretty cool and pretty uh,
0: cool. That's not pretty cool. That's fucking. It's not terrible. pretty cool. It's pretty terrible. And I also
1: see, I also see that you have written diarrhea on our show notes here. So that's know. really fun.
0: Don't know what you're talking about. I was
1: just about to say it, like as part of my line. So, <laughs> very nice diarrhea, everybody. Um. So yeah. So. Okay, probably the craziest thing. I know, I keep saying the craziest thing, but this is the craziest Guys, thing. you
0: won't believe me. The craziest thing happened to me at you work.
1: Crazy? Really? Yeah. What?
0: The mineshaft collapsed. Oh my
1: God, no, you don't work in a mineshaft. shaft. <laughs> you need to like break character right now. Okay. But anyways, okay, so the craziest thing to me is that Tom or not Tom or knocker? Oh my, god. T- <laughs> oh my god, Tommy knocker activity was believed to spread to homes built near coal mines. And one major superstition that is held in pretty high regard in my family, or at least by my mother and grandmother, was if you heard a knock in your house, a family death or disaster was imminent. I actually had no idea that this was related to Tommy knocker coal mining lore. I always thought it was like some obscure Roman Catholic or Greek Catholic thing. But this definitely makes more sense.
0: No, it doesn't. None of it makes sense. Just because... To me, some, it makes
1: yeah, sense. Oh go on. Go on. No, it's
0: just... No, it's just... Okay.
1: okay. All right. I, listen, I'm trying. All right. You know what? I'm hopped up on, on freaking espresso. How much coffee did I have today? You had one coffee. Yeah. <laughs> pretty strong. Pretty strong. So, yeah. I have... I've experienced a lot of this over the past few years. The past three family deaths um, have – there have been a knock before I even found out about it, like, in our house. The front door, in the bedroom, very creepy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like you have heard some weird knocks, Tom, like, in your day.
0: Um, Yeah, I mean, I I just associate it with literally, like, the building – settling or you know anything like that but i did hear something at work um me and my buddy at work and uh we work in a warehouse and we were near the back not even near the back it was just more in the middle and then we're just sitting there and we literally just hear like knocking on one of the the bay doors Mm -hmm. so we just go over to you know open up because it could be like ups or fedex like being too lazy to ring a doorbell or you know they're just trying to get in so open the garage door no one's there i'm like okay i'm like we both heard it because we both walked to it and i checked mm-hmm. the actual door no one's there uh-huh. my God. so um yeah but d- it was definitely it was like three knocks it was like
1: yeah and that's like the thing is like three knocks and was this before my my was this before your grandfather's friend died Do my rem-
0: grandfather's friend
1: you remember was it who recently somebody in your family Somebody in your family passed away, or like somebody discovered somebody dead in their driveway. Do you remember that? We'll have to talk about that later. But it was like right around that time. Didn't like somebody.
0: The fuck are I've, you talking okay, about? okay. We'll have to
1: talk about it later. It was but, uh, it
0: was after my grandfather died, but it was literally like uh, I'm it was like your a month ago in North
1: Carolina. I'm talking about like one somebody that is friend of the family was found dead in their driveway oh shot. okay that I was, was around talking that about.
0: time um yeah it was around that time yeah i forgot yeah. okay yeah yeah you confused me when he says discovered a dead body i was like oh he was just going to work and there's just a dead body just like next door
1: basically wasn't it like something like that
0: well no sure. he was shot and he didn't show he up for work shot. and they went to there you go. go yeah it's weird
1: right i don't know i don't know maybe i'm like Looking for connections like how new-agey folks do it or vegans or something Um, But uh, anyways, yeah, so we don't live anywhere near a coal mine. Just wanted to put that out there We're actually closer to New York than anything But um, my question is can this stuff attach to families? You know like can this curse a family my great-grandfather died from black lung right working in these mines Mm -hmm. my grandmother's got these stories of little men my brother has even seen um, freaky, tiny fucking footprints on the roof of one of the houses we lived in as kids, and he always like there's like this weird argument over this. My gra- my dad at the t- my dad at the time, my father, he's still my father. He always used to say, "Oh, shadows, reindeer," because he <laughs> saw it on he saw it on like Christmas Eve or Christmas morning at like four a.m. because we didn't sleep on Christmas because we were like so excited. But we were like nine and ten years old. Yeah, most kids
0: didn't sleep. Yeah. You pretended to sleep until yeah. like you try to catch Santa. Yeah. You're like, ooh, I'm gonna get Santa. I'm gonna and get then him. you go down and I'm you're gonna like
1: put him in my basement. You're like, keep him forever.
0: You're like, Santa, you're gonna get me all the Legos. Mm, it's like I yeah, don't care Legos. how sadistic it is, you're gonna make all the fucking Legos yeah. for
1: me. Yeah, so uh yeah, so my brother like looked out his window, saw these footprints, and like he can't Where were the footprints? They, um, we had like, he lived on the side of the house on the, like the front. Mm-hmm. And, um, if you looked out his window, you could see the top of roof of a porch gotcha that we had, we've moved a lot. So we, you know, we only lived in that house for a little bit, but he saw footprints on it and they looked like some type of animal. Uh-huh. Um, he wasn't sure what they were at one point. I think at one point we were like, is it an alien? Is it a reindeer? Is it, cause it was too big to be like a squirrel, but. It was, my dad, like, is like, oh, I don't know, maybe it was Santa to this fucking day.
0: Santa's got them little feet. Yeah, and this was, like, I'm in a 1999.
1: Two. I'm a size I'm a two. it's like, in 1999. So, like, my father's for, like, 20 years, has been saying, maybe it was Santa. So, That's I don't know. That's a very good
0: impression of your father. Yeah,
1: I, I thought so. I've been practicing. Oh, I
0: thought I thought he was in the room with us. I was oh, like, oh, wait. Hey. Like, let's play some music.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, uh, so, yeah, so, what the fuck? Um, We have this strange knocking thing going for us and I have one last very creepy story i'm oh still
0: by it. i'm putting i'm putting a blanket on put a
1: blanket on go pillow turn the lights on oh maybe later get yourself a mug treat we still have those to make tonight. i thought
0: you were gonna make them for this yeah
1: you know, i forgot oh mug treats put a treat in a mug it's, it's like a fu-
0: <laughs> it's a fucking cat treat it's a fucking cat <laughs> You're like, treat in a a mug. bitch <laughs> yeah
1: you add some water to it it's like a one piece of kibble and it like sponges up Mm. like grow your own kibble yeah it's
0: like those little toys i used to have like put it in water and it grows no. and then like you take it out and it's like the most disgusting thing in the world yeah
1: it's literally supposed to be like a chocolate cake in a mug so i guess after uh after today's episode we'll make them and then we'll come back with a review for the next episode
0: so our podcast is going to completely change it's going to be <laughs> treat mug review podcast yeah, time
1: fuck yeah we're gonna review with every with
0: flavor. ashley and tom
1: we're gonna review every fucking flavor but yeah anyways we got so,
0: chocolate chip we got double chocolate chip we got some vanilla fudge chocolate chip
1: cinnamon bun
0: cinnamon bun with
1: cream cheese icing
0: and we also got wait for it wait for it rainbow something uh, i don't know
1: excuse me I don't think we bought that one. I think we only bought two flavors.
0: Oh yeah, no, I'm just trying to remember off the top oh, of my head. because okay, okay. we got to go buy them. Our we podcast get, has changed. Yeah, we're just gonna and have to. of leave to... the hall light on, it's gonna be leave the oven door open so I can shove more mug treats. So just in shove there. my
1: head in there. Oh, mug treats. Yeah, no, you make them in the microwave, babe. I just called you, babe. How you like them apples? Anyways, oh, my that was my girlfriend's was a gonna be really pissed well, at you. You don't, don't have a girlfriend. Oh, my God. Uh, okay, so when I was in college. I I went to, to remind me of that. Okay. I went to college in Brooklyn, right? In 2009, 2008. I forget. It was before, it was, it was before. It was after
0: you graduated high school. It was after I graduated high
1: school. So I, that's normally how
0: college works.
1: Yeah. So I was hitching a ride home to Pennsylvania one weekend with a family friend um, of my, you know, that lived in Bay Ridge, Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. Holla at you. That's where I was born. But um, I grew up with this family, and I view them really as, like, my uncle, aunt, cousins. You know, you have family, friend like that, whatever you call them. Oh, hi, Uncle Andre, you know. But anyways, my uncle always used to try, like, he used to, like, make fun of us for having spooky happenings. And, like, he'd make fun of, like, my entire family. I think he calls my Aunt Catherine, like, Scooby-Doo, which is kind of funny when he sees her. Hmm. Yeah, like, Scooby-Doo. I like him. Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Well, you met, you met him.
0: That's what I, I just think. said. I like him. Yeah.
1: Well, they're the ones ah. that make that bomb ass ceviche that you've never tried. But
0: um <laughs> oh yeah, it's that that is a ceviche. No, that's
1: like a that's like a thing. You you try I'm, one bit of that, you like having for shit. weeks. Sorry, I'm not um, a
0: big fan of like cold I, fish like and stuff.
1: Okay, well, so anyways, if I yeah. try
0: it, you gotta just try some sauerkraut.
1: right, <laughs> actually <laughs> 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 stop. <laughs> <laughs> fucking vomit on the desk <laughs> all right so like one morning i was sleeping on their couch right before we were leaving for pennsylvania and i heard my uncle yell he was like oh shit like he like yelled okay i was so wait like, a
0: minute that's not your real uncle those are your friends of your family oh, that's those- my
1: dad's like best friend from growing up but we gotcha. grew up calling him uncle okay i'm sorry no it's okay it's all good that's why so um
0: please don't be mad at me
1: it's okay Dito. i'm but, a slow um, learner Yeah, so like I was half asleep. I wasn't really awake. You know, that that weird you're in a morning fog type of thing. Well, he fucking woke me up, right, when he yelled like that. And he was like, his his face, he's pale, right? But his face was so white. It was the, like he looked like he was going to pee his pants, okay? I'm sorry. TMI maybe. But he told me he saw a little person thing by my head just staring up at him and when he yelled the thing disappeared it was like hanging out it was like just hanging out next to my head Mm -hmm. and i was like laying on the couch it was just standing up next to my head with its kind of i guess like its hands on the couch or something Mm -hmm. and when he yelled the thing disappeared
0: Mm.
1: yeah so i'm putting this idea out there like can a goblin or tommy knocker haunt a family for multiple generations like you know
0: so you're saying you're haunted
1: i don't know like you know people used to say that Like, I got a lot of crazy ghost stories I can't wait to, like, share over other episodes. Mm -hmm. But, like, they, I don't know if they're attached to houses that we, because I've moved so many times in my life with my family. Like, you know, I've went to so many different schools and stuff, moved states. And, like, we always wonder, like, can, is it us or is it, like, the house? You know, like, is this a Dobby situation where I can give him a sock and set him free? You know, like, if you're familiar. Maybe
0: he's the one who steals all the socks and leaves you with just... I never... (laughs) You have no more pairs, so...
1: I have never... I never have matching socks. It's fucking crazy. That's so weird. I'm down to, like, three pairs of matching socks. I Mm -hmm. have so many of, like, unmatching. But, yeah, I don't know. What What do you think? About what? I don't know. What do you think about this entire... What do you think about this crazy madness?
0: Well, yeah, it's definitely crazy, but... Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's it's fun to dissect and think about it. Yeah. Um, but he's I like just like think that you know he could have just been me. fucking with you.
1: Freaks me the fuck out. Who, Andre? Yeah. No, he yeah. was not. His face, I, no, dead ass serious. He was. Man. A, he's,
0: a, he's a white boy.
1: He is not white though. Like he's pale, but he he ain't. He's not white. Yo, check it. He Puerto Rican, just like me. But um, <laughs> yeah, like I, I don't know. I thought like it was just kind of cool because.
0: Are there any Puerto Rican Tommyknockers?
1: I don't know. You know, that's kind of funny. Like, I was wondering, is this like coming from my coal miner heritage or like the small nod to my Taino heritage on the Puerto Rican side of my family? Like, can I appease the frickin Tommyknockers? Is there a God that I need to pray to? Um,
0: I think the real question that this entire podcast has brought up is why? Why? why did the native americans burn their crops
1: oh my why
0: God. like we need to get to the bottom of this that's all i can maybe think i about. need to
1: like look up the definition of a slash and burn farmer yes and be better prepared next episode
0: and then i can also accept the definition and i could drop this subject. yeah and stop beating a dead horse
1: yeah maybe that's what we should have named this podcast: beating beating a dead, a dead horse. horse. Yeah, but vegans everywhere would not enjoy that.
0: They won't have the strength to even type a an angry message at us.
1: Listen, I know a lot of I know a lot of vegans. I was gonna say strong vegans, but <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't the, the, know. If you're strong call you vegan, up, let us hey, know. That's not very nice. Shout, shout out to strong vegans. You know, if you're let you know, like uh, introduce yourselves. You know, like let us know what you think. Are you out there? Yeah, we love everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Is there anybody out there? We gonna get copy striked.
0: Yeah. Well very fascinating. Yeah. Still don't know what Black Nelly has to do with anything.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's more legends about Black Nelly out there she that a Tommyknocker? I, I don't get it. Oh my god. I I don't oh my everything god. about
0: this has been fascinating. But I feel like that was just a story, just to take away five minutes. Oh
1: my god! Well, I mean, like Tommy, no- like can Tommy knockers be female? Like, do they reproduce? They're not the way- called
0: Tammy knockers. They're called Tommy knockers. What if they are? Me.
1: Tom, what if they fucking are?
0: And on that note, everybody, thank you for our first episode of Leave the Hall Light On. Don't forget to check out Hellier on YouTube, as we ask. Uh, you can also donate to them. Uh, the project by Planet Weird. Um, and yeah, so i mean right now this is where we do some shout outs to some patreon subscribers but that's not even a thing right now that's that's down the line we're gonna we're gonna focus on just making content first before we do any of that stuff and you know we'll, we'll see how it goes this is more of just us to have a fun little project
1: yeah check us out on social media when you have the chance look us up and uh you know i don't know we'll probably have a youtube channel or we'll have facebook instagram you know twitter maybe
0: this is all new to us too so the content will definitely get better
1: yeah thanks guys for hanging with us
0: hey everybody smell you later